Gewaldiker new parak, the third parak of Ksubis ahead of us, Rabbi Daf Choftes, page 29 in the Heilige Meseches Ksubis, and we pick up from a brand new parak. Let's give a short introduction. So, the Torah tells us that in addition to the obvious transgressions that take place when somebody is ma'anes, which means to violate or rape, or is mefate, seduces a nara. Okay? Now, in addition to the obvious issue of somebody being ma'anes, raping, or mefate, seducing a nara. Now, what's a nara? So as we're going to, it, specifically, a nara is a girl between the age of 12 and 12 and 6 months. But the, as a general term, the word nara also means young girl. Now, halachically, it's like a middle ground for a girl, which is under 12, she's called a katana, a minor. Once she's developed signs of physical maturity and she's reached the proper age, she's called a bogeres or a gedola, which is an adult woman. There's this middle ground called a nara, where she has reached the age, but perhaps she's not fully reached the physical maturity. You, it's generally categorized as 12 to 12 and 6 months. She, she's the status of a nara. But again, you can use the term nara to refer to any young girl. So what happens if somebody rapes or seduces a nara to have relations with him. Now, it's important to note, this parak, or at least this Mishnah, is going to be in addition to the obvious problem. The obvious problem is raping a girl. All right? Now, the reason why this is an obvious problem is not just because we know this with our own morals and ethics, but interestingly, halachala maisa, we have to realize this, because we're going to be talking about a financial situation. We're going to be talking about finances. So we can't, leave, we can't lose focus on the overarching problem, which is that if you ever see a man being ma'anis, a woman, do you know the halacha is you have a mitzvah to kill him? He's like a raidif. The same way if somebody holds a gun at somebody else's head, you have a mitzvah to kill him before he kills the other person. Halacha lamaisa, if somebody's being ma'anis, a woman, you see a guy about to rape a woman, you have a mitzvah to kill him. Okay, so it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, Ma'anis. Now, this is separate from that. Interestingly, the Torah tells us if uh, somebody does this to a Nara, there's going to be a biblical fine placed upon him. A biblical fine. Now, where do we see this? So the Pasuk says that when a man finds a Nara and takes her, Vishachav Ima, and lies with her, so he's going to, and then he's busted. There's witnesses. So he's going to have to pay la'avi hanara. He's going to have to pay the father of this nara. How much? 50 silver coins. Chamishim kesef. And it says like this. Chamishim kesef veloi sihia le'isha. And she must be for him for a wife. Which means that the father of this girl and or the girl herself the Bezdin will obligate this guy to marry her if they want. If they want, for whatever reason. If let's say the girl says, you know what, once he raped me, and once this is done, whatever, we, I made up afterwards, and, uh, and, I, and I'm already, I'm no longer a virgin, I'm no longer a basula, it's in my best interest, I, I decide I want to marry him. He's, Bezdin can force him to marry her. Now, if she doesn't want to marry him, which I'm assuming most girls are not going to want to, obviously, 
they're not going to get married. But this is the obligation on him. You ruin something, so to speak, you're obligated to take care of it. So you're going to pay a fine, and you have an obligation, if they want, you're obligated to marry her, and you're never allowed to divorce her. You must stay with her. You're never, that's it. You're in this, and that, which means you're taking care of her financially, you're taking care of her with the, all responsibilities in the Torah that somebody has to their wife. Now, besides for that, fine, there's a regular financial obligation that anybody has to pay any woman who they rape or damage like anybody's property. You're going to have to pay for baishas, for humiliation. You're going to have to pay for pain. You're going to have to pay for a loss of work. Like any time you damage somebody else's property, that's regular financial things. But in addition to all that, you got this additional fine that must be paid to the, uh, to the Nahara. Okay, now that's if you are ma'anes, if you rape the girl. What happens if you're mefate, if you seduce the girl? So interestingly, the Torah doesn't say the exact amount. We're going to learn on today's daf what the exact amount is. It's a loaded daf. But being with this introduction, it'll move very fast, Bez Hashem. Doesn't give exactly, but what it does say is, you're going to have to pay a fine. Doesn't say 50 silver coins. You're going to have to pay the fine, like the normal payment of a besula of a virgin, which needs to be interpreted, right? We need Chazal to interpret it, to interpret how exactly this works. It does not say either the, um, the, of Leisha that he's obligated to marry her. So if you seduce her, you're going to have to pay a fine, but there's no obligation to marry her. So in some ways we find similarities between somebody who's ma'anes and somebody who's mefate the nara, and in other ways, they're not similar. For example, the blatant one is, you only have to, you're only obligated to marry her for life if you're ma'anes her. You have no obligation to marry her for life if you are uh, mefate her. Okay? Now in addition to that, as we're going to see, by, by pitoy, by seduction, if let's say he does marry her, the fine falls off. So that's another interesting thing. If you, if since he has no obligation to marry her, if he's mefat to her, if he seduces her, if they do choose to get married, the fine's going to fall away, and he's not going to have to pay the fine. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> not after the mice. No, no. But if he, you see someone's been mefat to somebody, and I don't, I don't like believe so. As, as, if if it looks like pitu, then no. Looks like Peter then no. Okay. That is an introduction to the overall parak. Okay? Now within this parak, obviously there's going to be other halachas as well. A lot to take in. And the Ksubis, as we know, is called Shas Katan. As we said, there's so many parts of Shas that get, inclu- that get involved in Ksubis. Let us get going. Mamish is such a, such a beautiful, beautiful daf. Here we go. Zokt dehelegamishra davchav tes. Elu The following na'arais receive a knas, referring to if you are ma'anes or mefate, if you rape or seduce. Okay. These girls are going to get a knas. mamzeres. If you have relations with a mamzeres, somebody walks over to a girl who's a mamzeres, she's 12 years old and three months, perhaps. That, that, let's understand Nara like to be that age right now, not a general term. We're going to see it's a machlekes. Let's assume it's a regular Nara. A guy walks over to a girl who's a mamzeres and is mefate her. I'm sorry, is Ma'ani's her? He rapes her. Does he have to pay her a fine? Says the Mishnah, yeah. 
I want us all to already start thinking because the Gemara is going to challenge this. I want us to challenge this as well. Can you think of a challenge to this? If you somebody is ma'anes a mamzeres with the introduction that we gave before, even before kimleiv dramine, what's the halacha? Not only do you pay a fine, but what else do you need to do? Marry her. Can he marry a mamzeres? Okay, no, 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 right? Okay. So interestingly, the Mishnah from the get-go, and the Gemara is going to handle this, is already letting us know that the fine payment and the marriage do not need to work in tandem. You can have situations where you pay a fine, even though perhaps you may not end up marrying her. So effectively, okay. stated, or the Gemara stated, this fellow is buying his way out of trouble. What do you mean he's buying his way out of trouble? If I go to oh, 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 okay. Let's see. Let's see. Good. 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 Very good. I hear. So here we go. So the following Nara's got to receive a Knas. You have relate, one who has relations with Ramzeris. Let's go. Valenisina or Nisina. We've learned this, right? This is the nation that were from Canaan. They were supposed to be called out. They came to Yeshua. They fooled Yeshua and he converted them. You know, and then ultimately there was a whole conversation what to do with them. He, they gave them specific jobs. But the Allah was, Davra Melech decreed, you're not allowed to intermarry with them. Also, Valakusis, Akusi as well. Abalagieris. Uh, fine, Valakusis, Abalagieris, one who has relations with a, with a girl who converts. Now remember, the age always here is what? 12 to 12 and 6 months at the time of the rape. Okay? Or seduction. It's got, so she's a Gieris. At the time of it, she was already a, a, she already converted. Valashuya or a, or a Jewish girl taken into captivity. Valashivcha or a girl who was a shivcha kananis. Shenifdu they were redeemed. Vishenis gairu they converted. Vishenis tachru or they were freed. When I was learning with Yaakov, he pointed out from uh, Ben. He was learning with Ben this this mishnah. It says gyiris shvuya and shivcha, and then it changes the order. It says shenifdu was redeemed. That's really the Shvuyas, the second case, was redeemed. And then it says, Vishenes Gairu, referring to the Giyaris. And then Vishenes Dachru. So it, it, interestingly, it changes the order. Okay, I have a few thoughts on that, but just a ha'ara, let's keep going. Now, this girl was taken into captivity when she was younger than three years old and a day. Now let's, I, I left out an important point, and that is the Mishnah says, the, the, the Psukim in the Torah says, you're going to have to pay her Kemayar Habesulais, which we, we say means, only if she was a virgin at the time of the violation. Okay? If she wasn't a virgin at the time of the violation, there's not going to be an obligation to pay the penalty. You don't have to pay the fine. She, only if she's a basula. So now if you have a girl who's 12 and 12 and 6 months, between that age, she's a nara, but what if she converted at age 5? So she has a chazaka to not be a virgin. Because once, remember, once a, a, a non-Jew is over age 3 and 1 day, there's a chazaka that goyim deal with their women behefkeris. And once they reach uh, the age where the hymen doesn't regenerate itself, so that she has an automatic status of being a ba'ula. So in our case, however, this girl who was violated between the age of 12 and 12 and 6 months had converted younger than 3. So she has the status of a basula. After she her parents could do Yeah, yeah, yeah. She converted with her parents. Her her, she converted with her parents. The family converted together. She was two and a half years old. So, yeah. Um, so in all these cases, if they were redeemed, that younger than three years old and a day, or converted, you're going to have to pay the fine. However, let's say they were redeemed, uh, converted, or freed older than age three, you're not going to have to pay the fine. Notice one thing. Notice one thing. 
the Mishnah started out, Elu You know what Nara's get a Knas? Bamzeres, Nasina, Kusas. What about a regular girl? Regular girl. The Mishnah doesn't list that case. The Mishnah leaves out the obvious case. Okay, the Gemara is going to question this right from the get go. Here we go. Let's keep going the Mishnah. Next case. Ready for this? Haba Alachoso. One who violates his sister. So his sister is between the age of 12 and 6, and 12 and six months. Can he marry her? No. Obviously not. His father's sister, his aunt, or he violates his mother's sister who's between the age of 12 and 12 and 6 months. Also his aunt. Or his wife's sister. He violates her. Also, good. We're shaking our heads. There's no way that he's ever allowed to marry her. Or his... Val Eishas Achiv, his brother's wife, so his sister-in-law that way also. Val Eishas Achi Aviv, and the wife of your uncle, so your aunt. Val Hanida, or one who has relations with Anida. Yesh Lahem Knas. In all these cases, you're still, even though you're not going to be allowed to marry her, you have to pay the Knas. You have to pay a fine. Now notice the first category of cases we gave is forbidden to marry her as a love. If you marry a mamzeres, so on and so forth, it's a negative transgression in the Torah. But as far as particular penalty, more than Malchus, you're not getting. The later cases, starting from one sister, there's now a chi of kares. There's a kares obligation that's happening on the person. And still we're saying, even though with the action is going to be a chi of kares, you have to pay a kanas. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah. Why? Because even though they have the strong concept of kares, ain't bahem misas bezin. Since a court is not carrying out a death penalty on any of these women, which she would be if she was really married at the time, okay? So, therefore, you're going to have to pay the fine. And this goes back to what Rabbi Ravinsky mentioned before. And this is a new halacha that we didn't mention in our introduction. I wanted to wait till here till we mention it. And it's a, a fundamental halacha when it comes to the financial laws. And that is something called Kimle, we establish by him, Bidaraba, something that's bigger, mine, than something else. Or as my fourth grade Rebbe would sing, Kimle, Bidaraba, mine, paradadam. He made it into a song and I still remember it. Okay. Kimle, Bidaraba, mine. Kimle, Bidaraba, mine means if Bezdin. Or before we get to, if somebody's obligated in two penalties, you only give the harsher penalty. For example, somebody pops a bullet into somebody else's head with witnesses and warning. Bad example. Somebody points a bullet into somebody else's chest with, you'll see why, with witnesses and a warning. The halacha is, he's high of Misa. Does he have to pay $15 for the shirt? The halacha is no. I was trying to think of something you wear on your head that could get ruined. Okay, it depends how big his yarmulke is. Okay, fine. So he moved it to his chest. Fine. So halacha is, You don't have to pay $15 for the shirt. The court's not going to say $15 plus death. It's not the way it works. Death penalty. Same thing is true with Hilcha Shabbos. Somebody's in of Misa because they purposely, with Edom and Asra, they lit a fire onto somebody else's house. Chayav Misa, as far as the penalty on the house, we're not going to be mechoyevim. That one action, that one action, we're not going to give a double penalty. Now, 
This Mishnah here lets us know Kimle Bidrabamine only applies to penalties that are carried out by Bezdin. But if you're Chayiv Kares, which is Min Shamayim, for, ha- for violating your sister, Bezdin is still going to tack on your Knas. That's not going to say, oh, Chayiv Kares and Shamayim, you don't have to pay the 50, uh, 50 Kesef Knas. No, 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 no. You certainly do need to pay the 50, 50, shekel, 50 uh, Kesef Knas because it's coming from Bidei Adam, it's not coming from Shamayim. Okay? Beautiful. Okay, Gavald. Yes. Kvaldik. Mamish. Kishmak, right? A lot of beautiful ideas here, beautiful concepts. Loaded Mishnah. Let's tear apart the Mishnah now. Classic Gemara. This is Kishmak and stuff. Here we go. Says the Gemara. Hani Nori's Psulais Islahu Knas. It seems in the Mishnah, if you violate a Nara who's a puzzle, let's go. There's a Knas. Ksherois Loi. But if you violate a regular girl who's a Nara, you don't pay a Knas. You, you know, Gemara's asking, you left the obvious case out of the Mishnah. Who gets a Knas? Say a regular girl. And even a mamzeris, which the Gemara says that's, that's what we mean. Habal mamzeris, hachi gamar elunaris psula sheishlam knas. Habal mamzeris vasid vakusis. You eat the following naaris, even though they're puzzle, you still have to pay a knas because even though you're not going to have to marry them. But obviously, by a regular nara who you are able to marry, of course she'll get a knas. So you see over here again, like we like we mentioned, we learned the Mishnah that it could work independently. You can have a woman where you're going to a nara where you end up paying a knas. Even though you're not going to end up marrying her, says the Gemara Vaiter Nara in Katana Loi. It's Meduyik from the Mishnah. We can infer from the Mishnah. You only pay a knas during the stage of these six months, right? Twelve and twelve and six months. Now, before we start this Gemara, I want to mention what did we say in our introduction? Nara can also technically. What can it also mean? Young a young girl, like Yosef Atzadik, seventeen years old. The Torah calls him a nar. It's called a nar. He did things that were there for young young people. He was busy with his hair and with his looks. He was called a nar. Okay. So a nara can mean a young girl. So the Gemara says, it seems from the Mishnah, specifically a nara during those six months gets a knas. And when the Torah says a nara gets a knas, it doesn't mean younger than that. When the Torah says a nara gets a knas, it seems from our Mishnah, it's only referring to these six months and no other time. Now, Mantana, who's the author of a Mishnah? Rabbi Yudam Rav, Rabbi says the name of Rav Rav Meir. He's the Rebbe. Tell him the Brisa. Kitana v'asiyamecha v'ashtavish Eisayas from a Kitana a minor from the time she's one day old until the time that she shows Shtei Saris two pubic hairs, referring to hairs of physical maturity. Yeshla Knas. You hear this? Tanakama says in his Brisa, a Knas is only not only during those six months. Any time you violate a girl from the youngest age, from one day old, until she becomes an absolute gedayla. That's the nara that the Torah says you're going to have to pay the fine. That's what Tanakama says. You're going to have to pay the kanas. Okay. It doesn't say kanas. Well, gedayla is twelve years old. Huh? Wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll have to pay that. T- no, gedayla is twelve years old plus signs of maturity. Plus signs of maturity. You need both. Okay. Fine. Now. In all these cases, the father's going to have rights to seller as an Amavriya. There's no Knas. I'm sorry. I, I jumped the gun. Let, let, let me back up. Let me back up. Let's start this Bryce again. I got a little too excited here. I'm, I jumped. So, I'm sorry. From one day old till by Geras, the father has a right to sell her as an Amavriya. There's no Knas. However, from the time that she brings Shtei Saris until she becomes a Bogeres, 
Okay, now this is referring to the 12 and 12 and 6 months. Then there's a knas and no mecher. This is like our Mishnah. This is our Mishnah. Divir Rebbe Meir. This is the opinion of Rebbe Meir. Fine. Now, why does Rebbe Meir say that? Shahir Rebbe Meir, because Rebbe Meir says, here's how it works as far as the laws of a father having a rights to sell his daughter. Kol makam sheyesh mecher in knas. As long as a father has a right to sell his daughter, as an Amma Ivriya, in knas, there's no knas penalty that's paid. Okay, and as long as there's a knas, there, if the, there's going to be a knas penalty that's paid to the father, that's a sign that the father no longer had rights to sell his daughter. That's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Those two halachas cannot overlap. Now, why? Why can't those halachas overlap? Let's quickly jump into Rashi for a moment. This is Rashi, six lines from the bottom in Rashi, in the right column, okay? Rashi says, Ve'en mecher. Why? Kedetani learned in a Bryson Erechen, Yochol yimkar adam asbita kishihi nara. I might think that a father has a right to sell his daughter once she reaches the age of nara. Amrit kavachaymer, mechaira kvar yatza, achshav shena mechaira, in a din shalai timkar. Yeah, it says the, the Gemara wants to make a kavachaymer and say that... Um, if she's a, I might think a person's allowed to sell his daughter when she's a Nara, make a Kavachimer from selling. She already left his domain for selling. So how much more so are we going to say that if you're not getting, uh, that if he's already receiving the money of Naras, how much more so is he not allowed to sell her? Rav Meir says those two halachas need to work independently. He says, no. Say the Chum interestingly like this. They say, the three years old and a day and above, there's a Knas. The Knas is not, not only Tanara, which means, can a father sell a daughter who's three? Yeah. So the Chum are saying, Mecher and Knas do not have to work independently. Okay? Mecher is the right to sell, Mechira. The rights of a father to sell his daughter as an Amma Avriya. And if he sells her, what, at what age can she wait to buy her husband? Uh, uh, 12. 12. Okay? So the Chum say, knas. knas in, Mecher loy. He's going to get a Knas, but he can't sell her. We know for a fact that a father's allowed to sell his, his, his uh, daughter who's a Katana. So Gemara says, no, Ema, Af, Knas, B'makar, Mecher. Okay? The Chum hold that it, it doesn't work independently. They could overlap with each other, period. Bottom line, what do you see from here? There's a fundamental machlaikas how to read this Mishnah. This Gishmak. The Chum say, when the Torah says that a Nara, that, that you, when you violate a Nara, you pay the father, say the Chachamim, it means any young girl older than age three. So if somebody violates a five-year-old, you're going to pay a 50 shekel, a 50 kesef kanas to the father. That's the Chum. But Rav Meir says, it does, right? But Rav Meir says, no, Nara is Nara Davka, 12, 12 and 6 months, which seems to be how our Mishnah explained it. Hence, Rav Meir is the Tana of our Mishnah and not the Chacham. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, you ask a question. Yeah, go ahead. If someone's Ma'anis, a five-year-old, he is causing the father to lose money. So it makes sense that there should still be able to be a Knas because... Even though whether the father can sell the girl or not is irrelevant. Okay, since I hear. Honest, I hear. He it, loses out. You're, I, I, you're right in the svara. Yes. Rabbi Rabinsky saying the svara, the svara here makes sense, which is to allow 
the knas payment to go to the father at the same time that he has a right to sell his daughter is actually sensible because if a, for a father to sell a daughter as an amavria, he'll receive more than to sell his daughter who's already been violated as an amavria, right? So since there's a kind of a financial loss to the father, so the response to that is valid, enochinami, that's why Rav Meir has to base himself off of a pasuk. And the Machlech is based upon, you know, is based off how we darshan up the psukim as we're about to see. Okay, period. Says the Gemara like this. Here we go. The Gemara now is going to question. We're on the top line of Ahani B'nei Knossin. The Gemara now is going to question the premise that a fine and marriage can work separately. When you look in the words of the Torah, what happens when you're ma'anes a girl? You pay a fine, you marry her. So if she's a mamzeres, what would I assume? No. I can't marry her, so I don't pay the fine. It seems from the psukim, it's mamish, it's side by side. You pay the father, chamishim kesef belaisi alisha. But we're saying now, no. We're saying in our Mishnah, you violate a girl that you're forbidden to marry, whether it's a mamzeres, which is a love, or your sister, which is kares, what's the halacha? You pay the fine and you don't marry her. We have to prove that that's sensible. So how Bring me a source. The girl's been injured. She's the wrong party. Where does she come out in this? Well, you obviously you're gonna have to, you always need to pay the classic damage. We're, over here, we're dealing specifically with the fine. We're not saying you're not going to have to pay for the Nezek Tsar, Repo, Yishev, or somebody. You're going to have to pay all that. And you're going to have to deal with the fact that you violated a girl. And like we started out in our introduction to the Perak, introduction to the Mishnah, the, the, you know, we're dealing strictly here with some financial parts, small financial parts of the overarching situation. All right? So now, this, you're, you're asking what she's coming away with? She's going to get full payment of everything. The damage to her body, the pain, the bad. She's getting all that. The question is this additional fine. If you're not marrying her, who says you pay? The, the Gemara is now going to ask for a source. All right? Top line of Amr Beis. Says the Gemara. Is it true that these cases in the Mishnah, you still need to pay a fine for a Mamzeres, Nasina, Kusis, uh, sister, and sister-in-law, right? The Nasinim also were a group who. Uh, that's what we explained. The, yeah, the Nasinim were the ones that came and tricked Yeshua and tricked Yeshua into converting. Also, also. Right. So the Gemara says, "Vanibedi krosenenu, vamai." What's our question? Prove it. Ikri kan v'leisi elisha. It says in the pasuk, "You're obligated to marry her. She should be even for a wife." Isha haruyulei, which seems you only pay kenas to a woman who you are fit to marry. Amri Shlakish, Shlakish says like this, I have a source, ready? I'll tell you why you need to pay a fine. Because it says the word Nara twice in the Torah, and the second time it says Nara, there's an added hey of Hanara, and therefore there's two extra groups to add who you pay fines to. Let me explain. Sometimes you could say like this, you could say, he, he uh, gave his wife ABC. He gave his wife DEF. 
Couldn't you just say in the second verse, he gave her? You already know who you're talking about. Right? Now, especially in Lashon Kaidesh, in the Hebrew language, where all, the way to say her is just by adding a simple hey at the end. Right? You could say law, whatever it is, right? But interestingly, if you look at the Psukim, it says the word Nara twice. In the Torah Ara Sholem, in the sides of our newer Gemaras, it explains where it says, uh, how it says Nara. It says, The man gives to the father of the Nara 50. And then it says, when a man finds a Nara who's a Basula, who's not married, and he grabs her, and he, he's got right? So there's, there's extra words. There's not only extra Nara, but there's extra Hanara. Says Reish Lakish, Nara, Nara, Hanara. So you have three words to Darshan to know who to pay a fine to. Chad Ligufei. One word Nara is to teach me that a Nara herself receives a Knas. V'chad The other, we'll call it Nara, teaches me even if I violated a woman who's a love to me, I need to pay her a Knas. The chad, and we'll call it the extra hey, la'asuye chavikrisis, includes even a girl who's not only forbidden to me as a negative transgression, she's even forbidden as a kuris. There's a death penalty in Shemayim. Even such a case, so extreme, you're going to have to pay a kanastu. That's how Reish Lakish, again, so the Gemara's, again let, let, let's get this clear. How do you know that it doesn't work Independent, I know it doesn't work in the, that, that it could work independently. The knas, even though I'm not marrying her, nara nara hanara. If Papa Amr Papa has a different source using the same approach, he says that the word habesulais is extra. So he says besula besulais habesulais besula besulais habesulais chad legufei v'chad lasuyi chavi lavin v'chad lasuyi chavi krisis. Wants to teach me that she has to be a besula herself. Always teaching me that if the besula is a lav, you got to pay a knas. And even if the basula was a chayvikrisis, you need to pay the knas, the penalty as well. Now, what's the obvious question? Why is one using the word nara as a source and one using the extra word of habasules as a source? So says the Gemara, Rav Papa, Rav Papa, who learns it out from the word habasules, my time of layamra why doesn't he use reish lakish's source to learn it out from hanara? And vice versa. And vice versa. So let's go through this. Classic Gemara uh, we'll call it a uh, tennis match. Yeah, back and forth. Here we go. Says the Gemara. Rav Papa already uses Reish Lakish's word of Hanara to teach me Abaye's halacha. The Yamar Abaye Abaye's halacha is Listen to this. Guy violated a, a, a girl 12 years old in three months. They take him to Besden. On the way to Besden, the girl unfortunately is killed in a car accident. She's not alive anymore before the Psak Din. The halacha is, we don't give him a fine. There's no fine that goes to the father. You know why? Shenamar, because the way the Pasuk's written in the Torah is, Venosan la'avi hanara. You pay the father of the nara, la'avi hanara, v'le'avi mesa. It has, she's only called a nara if she's the age, uh, alive age, of between the age of 12 and 12 and 6 months. If she's not alive, if she unfortunately has passed away, and there's not yet a psak din, so then there's not going to be an obligation to the father. Therefore, based upon, a, where does Abaye know this from? From the word hanara. Says Rapapa, I can't use hanara to include lavin and, kris, uh, and, and krisis. So therefore, I learned it out from Habasules. That's why I learned it out from my source. 
Now, now let's look back at the flip side. Okay? It says Gemara Vereish Lakish. Vereish Lakish learns out from Hanara. Why doesn't he use Habasulais over a Papa? My time the Amakar of Papa. So he says, because Ahumi Baile Lixerishopa. He uses Habasulais. He says, that word is not extra to teach me a lav or kares. I need the word habasulais to, to teach me a halacha of a gzera shava. Okay, we learned in a b'risa. Kesef yishkal kamayar habasulais. Remember, when somebody violates a girl in a way of rape, you have to pay 50 kesef. What about when he seduces a girl? What do we learn in our introduction? It doesn't give a specific amount. It says you're going to pay her like kimayar habasules. It doesn't give us the specific amount. So how do you know how much it is? Says Reish Lakish, It's letting us know that it's 50 kesef the same way it was by the Inara. Hence the word habasules, hence the word habasules is not extra. Fine. So now, Let's pause and keep going in this tennis match. Ready? Where are we holding? Machlekes Rav Papa and Reish Lakish. What's the source? We know why Reish Lakish doesn't follow Rav Papa. We know why Rav Papa doesn't use Reish Lakish's source. But now that each one has answered up why they don't like the other one's source, what's the original person going to respond? To defend their source. Sensible? Yeah? Now, defense, time to play defense here. So what are we going to say? Says the Gemara, V'reish Lakish Nami, Reish Lakish also, Nami also mi boy He also needs a source to understand Abaye's halacha. Now what was Abaye's halacha that we just mentioned before? That if she's not alive, there's no knas. Rav Papa agrees with that. And he needs Hanara for that. So if he agrees with that halacha, so he also can't use Hanara to teach me there's a knas. By a, by a love and, and uh, curries. For if Papa Nami, by the Gzera Shava, if Papa also needs the Gzera Shava to teach me the amount. So watch, how's each one going to defend his source? Says the Gemara, Gavaldik, Ella, Shisa, Kroik, Sive. Says the Gemara, really? There's six different ways, six different sources that we can start darshaning. Here we go. Nara, Nara, Hanara, Besula, Besulais, Habesulais. Says the Gemara, let's break this all down. Let's tear this apart. Take apart the onion layer by layer. We know there's three ways to use the word Nara. Nara, additional Nara, Hanara. Three sources within that word. Three within Besulais. Okay, so what do we do now? Says the Gemara like this. Trey, two of these six Ligufayhu are to teach me that if somebody violates a Nara who is a Besula, that's when you pay a fine. You don't pay a fine if she's not a Nara. You don't pay a fine if she's not a Besula. So two out of the six, we know what it's needed for. Chad, the third source out of the six, Lechad It's used for what Abai is teaching. What was Abai is teaching? If she's dead, there's no fine. How many sources do we have left now? Three. V'chad l'gzera shava. Once teach me the gzera shava of the amount. So that's source number, that's the fourth word. V'chad la'asuye chayve lavin. V'chad la'asuye chayve krisis. Number five is going to include even a girl who I'm forbidden to marry as a lav, as a negative transgression. And the sixth one, 
I'm going to use as a source to include, I need to pay a knas to a, to a girl who I would be high of curries for, for uh, having relations with them. So okay. Says the Gemara, huh? He's going to pay the knas. Everybody's agreeing with the halacha. Everybody's agreeing with the halacha that he has to pay a knas to her. The machlekas is what the source is, but ultimately they're each agreeing that, the, that they can walk away with a source. If she dies, okay? Huh? Everybody agrees that there's no fine if she dies before going to Besdin. Well, he'll have to pay for damages that he did, but there's no, there's no knas. There's no knas. That's it. He'll have to, if, any damage that was done, you're obligated to pay for, of course. But that, this, keep in mind, a knas is something in addition. When you throw a candy wrapper out the window of your car and you get pulled over and charged $300 for littering, you're going to say to the cop, show me where I caused the $300 damage. And he's going to say, buddy, I don't care. This is a fine. It doesn't need to measure up. This is an additional payment that we as a government put on you. That this 50 shekel, this 50 kesef, I keep saying shekel, this 50 kesef thing is an additional charge. And there's rules and parameters about when you pay for it. That's it. So if she's not alive, you don't pay that, 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 that additional fine. That's how you darshan up the Torah. Okay, fine. Says the Gemara Lafuke Tana. By the way, our Mishnah argues on a different Tana. The Tana we learned in a different Brisa, Velaisi Aliisha. That after you violate a girl, you're, he has a mitzvah. He's, he has an obligation to marry her. Shimon Hatimani. I remember Shimon Hatimani says you should know Isha Shiesh Bahavaya. You only pay a knas if the girl was eligible to be married to him. If she's not eligible to ever be his wife, then there's no fine. Does that work with our Mishnah? No, that argues in our Mishnah. It even has to be a woman who he's allowed to keep as a wife. Because it says that she has an obligation to remain with him, uh, to remain with him as a wife. What's the difference whether you darshan it to mean that he's allowed to marry her or whether you darshan it to mean he's allowed to Stay with her long term, says the Gemara. Very posh to answer. You ready for this? Says the Gemara. I'll tell you why. If you put a ring on the finger of a mamzeres, are you married to her? Yeah, you are. You transgressed, but it's a valid marriage. A kayan does puts a ring on the finger of a divorcee. You're married. It's a violation. But did it was it valid? Yeah. Are you let to keep her? No. Because you're not allowed to live together. Right? So you have to try to get? Yeah, exactly. So, Lamad Damar according to the opinion that you have to pay a fine to a woman who's capable of becoming your wife, Hanami Yesh Mamzeris is capable of becoming your wife. Lamad Damar according to the opinion, you only pay a fine for somebody, for a girl that you'd be allowed to stay with. Haina Ruya Lakaima, Mamzeris is not allowed to stay with. So she wouldn't get a Kanas. That would be a difference. Beautiful. Now, keep in mind, the reason why this is so beautiful is because what are the words in the Torah that, tell, that are sourcing all this? It says, V'loi sihiyeh. What does sihiyeh mean? She will be. The question is, how long is be, be? Right? How long is be, be? To become, is that enough? Or to remain with? You're being together. All right? So they're, they're arguing over this word, gishmak, over this word, sihiyeh. 
Says the Gemara, one second. Remember, there's another famous opinion, which we don't paskin like, but another famous opinion, which is Rabbi Akiva. The Rabbi Akiva, Damar ain't Kedush Leish Chavei Lavin. According to Rabbi Akiva, Kedushin does not grab hold in Chavei Lavin. Kedushin does not grab hold if, it will, if it's a negative transgression. Meaning, according to Rabbi Akiva, if you put the ring on the finger of a Mamzeres, you're not married to her. So according to that opinion, my benayu, what's the difference how you darshan the Pasuk? Either way, you're not married to this Mamzeres. So what's going to be the difference whether you darshan see yet to be married or see yet to be remain with? Either way, a Mamzeres doesn't work. So what's a practical difference in how you darshan it up? Says the Gemara, the difference is going to be a, a widow who marries a Kohen Gadol, Kid Rebbe Simai. And we're going in Rebbe Simai's opinion. Now, what's going on? What's the case? We know that a Kohen is allowed to marry a widow. A Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry a widow. The Tani Rebbe Simai, Rebbe Simai says, Rebbe Akiva holds. If you have um, a couple that was forbidden to marry as a love. It's a negative transgression. Rabbi Akiva says, the children from that marriage will be automatic mamzer. Automatic mamzer. Rabbi Akiva says that. Chutz may amana the kangodal. Except for an amana to a kangodal. What if the kangodal marries a widow? Forbidden, but the child is not going to be called a mamzer or mamzeres. Why is that any different than any other forbidden relationship? Sharei Amra Rabbi Akiva says like this. The, the Pasuk states The Kayin Is not allowed to take his wife And if he Why not So that he's not mechalo. He doesn't make mundane Is that the proper word? Mundane His offspring Okay So it seems You shouldn't take her So that your children Should not become Chalolim. So the Torah says explicitly what's going to happen if the Kayin marries the widow. Is the child going to be Mamzerim? No. It says they're going to be Chalol. And therefore, Chilulin, who I said, the Torah tells me specifically there, you become a Chalol. They ain't Isa Mamzerim, but they're not going to become Mamzerim. But any other case, according to Rabbi Akiva, they would actually be Mamzerim. Okay. It says the Gemara, Ul Rabbi Yeshevav, but according to Rabbi Yeshevav, the Amar who says, Let's go and be victorious over this ruling of Akiva ben Yosef. He's wrong. We've got to go challenge him. Because Akiva ben, um, be, um, because he used to say, Any person who's not allowed to marry into Klai Yisrael, Havlad Mamzer. The child's going to be a Mamzer. My Benayu, what's the difference between... Uh, between these two, uh, between these two uh, approaches. Now, the reason why we're asking the Ma'abinayu over here is because, according to Rabbi Akiva, even if it's a regular chavei lav, the kid is going to be a mamzer. Why? A kid's going to be a mamzer any time marriage doesn't work. So, if let's say you have a kain gadol that marries an almana, the kids a chol. What? Yeah, over there the kids are called, right? But in any other case, the kid's going to be your mamzer. So now let me ask you a question. Go back to how we started on this conversation. In this opinion, is there a difference how you darshan sihia, whether it means to be or to stay with? Either way, the kid's going to be a cholo. It's the same thing. 
Nothing's gonna, uh, uh, nothing changes. Mor says, no, no, it does change. It could be Nayu. The difference is gonna be top of Lamed, top of Lamed Abralif, Chayve Asay, Mitzri Vadaimi. There are certain transgressions now. We're entering a, a fourth category. So far, we've discussed somebody who's forbidden to marry as a love. We've discussed somebody who's forbidden to marry as Kares. We've discussed someone who's permitted to marry. And now we're going to discuss somebody who's forbidden to marry as a positive commandment. How can you find somebody who's forbidden to marry as a positive commandment? Very simple. You ready for this? The Torah says that a Yid should marry... uh, A Yid is allowed to marry um, a... Darshlishi, right? The, yeah. the third generation Mitzri. But it's written as a positive commandment. So if you marry a Mitzri Shani, if you marry a second generation Mitzri, did you violate a negative commandment? The Torah says, don't know. It's, the Torah says, you could marry a third generation. It gives me a positive commandment. Uh, if I'm violating it in that way, is there any opinion telling me that the marriage won't be valid? Even Rabbi Akiva, who says that even by a simple negative transgression, it's not a valid marriage, he'll agree that when I transgress in Asay, it's going to be valid. Okay? Huh? Doesn't it say lo yavo b'kahal? What's the Pasuk on the side? The Pasuk is... This is Adorah. Tarech of Gimel Pasuk test. Banim asher yivoldu lahem. Children who are born to the Mitzri and Adaimi, Dar Shlishi, as a third generation, Yavoy Lahem, you could come to them, B'Kahal Hashem, in a regular Jewish marriage, in the Kahal of Hashem. So it's written in the way of a positive commandment. Now, in a situation that's written in the way of a positive commandment, everybody's going to agree. It's a, listen, you, you sinned, it's a sin to marry them. But in such a case, even according to, no matter how you darshan Rabbi Akiva, uh, when it comes to a love, everybody's going to agree it's going to be a valid marriage. Now, see, here we go. Here's the answer. Ready? A, a transgression of an assay. If you understand velo le'isha, she should be for him for a wife. If you mean being means it's a valid marriage, an assay is a valid marriage. But are you allowed to remain together? With the second generation Mitzri? No, you cannot. And therefore, if you learn Sihiyah to mean it has to be a woman that you can stay with, then the fine is, uh, is not going to kick it. Okay? So that's going to be enough Kamina between, uh, between the two ways and uh, between the, the two ways to understand Sihiyah. What's it going to come out over here when you transgress a Mitzvah Saseh? Beautiful. We'll hold it here for today. Wonderful evening. Don't forget to what? Email me if you get something. Email you. Go ahead. ahead. If you if you marry second generation mitzvah. Yeah. Sorry, brother. We set up Tishabov. What are we gonna do once we shower this on Sunday? Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta we'll figure it out. We're gonna have to figure out Tishabov, Chevra. We'll have to figure it out because uh, we can't usually we do Shabbos' daf on Matzi Shabbos. So we're going to have to figure out how to handle it. Well, Sunday we can do something like that. Sunday we'll do something like that. We'll have to figure out uh, Shabbos' where to handle it. So, well, we'll let the know tomorrow, Mr. Shem. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. You transgress the 